I'm back on a podcast and I'm very excited and very moved to be with a wonderful group of listeners. Listen, it has been a great vacation, but now it's time to get back in the mix of working, kingdom business, encouraging, loving, and simply just inspiring women. I believe that it is our job to be well. Yep, you got it right. The well women is back. Willing, evolving, living, and learning women. Yep, that's you and that's me. Welcome to the Well Women Podcast with Sharnissa Washington. Did somebody just say church hurt? Sure did. And it's a real thing. Let's talk about it. Being hurt in the church. Here we go. Fasten your seatbelt. Hi there, listeners. I'm Sharnessa Washington, and thank you for joining me on this podcast. For those of you that have had the opportunity to begin the podcast with me, um, you know that I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to encourage women, to inspire women, and to empower women. I think that women are the most precious gifts on this world. We do so much we balance so much. We we are just <laughs> that beautiful flower that's in the garden that sometimes trampled on or looked over. And we have to take care of ourselves. So because we're that precious, I wanted this podcast to really pour into women and to encourage women that feel like they just can't make it or they're by themselves or you just need time to breathe, 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 regroup. Yes, this podcast is just for you. And I want to make sure that I bring God in it because y'all know I'm a Jesus girl. I'm a church girl. Um, I'm thousands of miles away in the Middle East, uh, but I'm still proudly proclaim my love for Jesus, my love for the church and my love for believers. So this segment today is very dear to my heart. I don't call it lightly. I'm going to be discussing church hurt today and I'm not speaking As if I haven't experienced it, someone that is inexperienced, let me say that. Um, I actually been very, very involved in the church for 25 plus years, ever since I was 13 years old. And um, I really, really, really loved ministry. I loved the church. I loved God's people. I loved everything that um, encompassed church. It was like the air I breathed. That was like a pastime for me at times. It was an outlet for me at times. It was a place of worship. It was a place of um, a refuge for me. It was a place of empowerment. And it still is today. Um, but I, like many of you, have experienced church hurt. And I really want to talk about it today because I feel like when I experienced it, I had a decision to make. Either I run, I stay. Either I get mad or I stay. Either I kind of fight back and argue or I stay. So I want to walk you through that. And I just want to tell you right now that you are not alone. And listen, girl, I already know. You be ready to say stuff to people. You do. Or you be ready to be an online church member. I already know. A couple years ago, I was going to be an online e-member at the Potter's house, Dallas. Like I was going to be sitting on my couch every Sunday, logging in. I was going to pay my tithes. I was going to sing all the songs that the choir sang. I was going to learn those praise and worship songs. 
And I was going to sing Sin Potterhouse, My Tides. Um, but thank the Lord, he is faithful. So let's talk about it. Um, a lot of people feel like church hurt is like not real, but it's real. The same way that people experience hurt in their family, the same way that people experience hurt on a job or hurt in their relationship. And it really, it bothers you. You know, it is something that you think about all the time. And the reason is when you've invested your time, your money, your energy, and your heart into a ministry. And when I say um, church hurt, I'm talking about a church that you attend. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of a church that you are a member of where you're actively involved. And when you are hurt by that ministry or hurt by that church, it affects you. You know, some people feel like, well, just shoot it, just shake it off and and keep going and and, you know, you don't quit your job. Well, I'm going to put my hand up and say there were times where I felt a job wasn't doing me right and I left that job. There were times that all of us have been in broken relationships and we left that relationship and and having a relationship with the church or ministry is the same type of thing. Of course, we know that the thing is that what we do is for Jesus, but you have relationships with the people there, whether it's the choir member, it's a usher, it's a pastor, it's the it's the elders of the church. You build relationships with people because you're a part of the church, which is the body of Christ, but you're a part of a body of believers, like-minded believers that you not only worship with, but a lot of times you fellowship with them, you do outings, you do family items, you do dinner, everything is centered around this church. So the same way that you can get hurt in, in a relationship, again, in a family, you can get hurt in a church because you've invested your time into people. You've built relationships. You've built in the ministry. You've given of yourself. And it's not about just giving money. My God, it's not just about giving your tithes. It's about giving your time. I remember growing up in church, I was working a 40 hour job as a teacher and I was young, 20, 25 years old. I will work 40 hours at church. It will my church volunteer time. My ministry hours will match my work hours and I wasn't getting paid a dime, but I will make sure that I was in a choir rehearsal. I will make sure that I was in Bible study. I would come and work at the church like four hours a day, sometimes organizing things, typing things, cleaning my church game was as strong as my secular job game. I made sure that if I gave my time to my job, I was going to give that same amount of time to Jesus. And I was so serious. And when I say Jesus, I meant if I was typing something that was for the Lord, if I was directing the choir, that was for the Lord. It wasn't for anybody to give me a pat on the back. It wasn't to say I did my, my 40, my 20 hours at church during the week. Cause sometimes it was 40 hours. Sometimes it was 20 hours. I just made sure I, I, I was there. I made sure that, that I had things prepared, that I listened to music. I made sure that I spent time physically in the church building as well as did things at my home. And I know that it wasn't unto people. It was unto the Lord. And I did this all of my life. Like in my 20s, in my 30s, I made sure that I was physically at church, giving of my time and my effort to the ministry, to the saints, to the to the to the leadership whenever I was needed. Now, when you've invested that much time, you trust your church. OK, 
You do. You trust your ministry. You've built relationships. You put your trust, your, you know, into a group of people, into a group of individuals. And one of the first things that anyone will say is they don't want to go to a church and be hurt. Well, we've been there. We've experienced hurt. I experienced hurt at a very, at a very um, minimal level where I cried. My feelings were hurt because of what some people say it. And then I experienced hurt at a greater level when it was like, we coming against you kind of stuff. And I'm only going to give you all part one. There are several parts to this, but I'm going to be very candid and I'm going to be very transparent. And I'm going to share my story because sometimes hurt can make you cry and you can get a word of encouragement and you can get a pat on your back and you can feel like I can take what they say. But you don't go to church so that people can talk about you. You know, some people give so much of themselves and then they have people talk about them like they think they this at church or they doing too much at church. And a lot of us are just like, I'm doing this for God. I'm not even doing this for you. I'm not doing this for pastor. And a lot of churches, people are not even on a payroll. Smaller churches, people are not on a payroll. People are giving out of their pocket. So the last thing you want to hear is somebody says something about you. Now that's minimum hurt. You know, people talk about you. There was a saying, six and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That is a lie. Words will hurt. When you've been giving of yourself in ministry and then someone comes behind you and they want to say something crazy or they want to talk about you and, and, and put out rumors about what you're doing, that will hurt. And if you're not strong enough, you will back off and say, I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to do nothing. But it's almost like you have to develop tough skin because people are going to talk anyway. Let me just put that out there. People are going to talk, but it really hurts when you have people that's talking about you, that you love and people that you're giving your time to. But I just want to encourage somebody as I go on and and share this part. One is people are going to talk. People are going to talk. I'm going to say it again. People are going to talk. And I know people say, if they talked about Jesus, they're going to talk about you. That's true. Absolutely. You know, we, we mirror our life to Jesus. We mirror our walk to Jesus. We mirror um, how we serve to Jesus. And we know he was talked about. So, yes, we're going to be talked about. But it's very, very tempting for you to be talked about and you to sit there and say nothing. I'm going to say that again. It's, it's very hard for some to be talked about, to be actually dogged out, some of y'all. And you still serve and you say nothing. That is a compliment within itself. I believe that Jesus is like secretly rewarding anyone who was just talked about at church and you stay right there. I believe it. You know, it's one thing to be just talked about privately and it comes back to you and and you just keep going. You know, you just keep smiling. You don't go around trying to attack the person who, who talked about you for what you're doing. You just take it. I'm proud of you. Can I say that? I'm proud of you. And a lot of us have stayed. We've we've sat through all of that and we we say, okay they say something about about me and we stay and it and eventually it will die down. Let me just tell you that it eventually it will die down because people will begin to see your heart. You know, one thing that I love about ministry is when you have somebody in ministry who's serving from their heart and you know that they love God and they're not doing anything um, to be malicious. They're not doing anything to be seen. They're not doing anything so that their name can be known. 
they're not doing anything so that they can feel like they're empowered. Like I'm the boss at this church. You have to come by me. But when somebody's really just doing things for Jesus because they love Jesus, they want to see souls saved. They want to be, they want to see souls brought into the kingdom. Whatever people are saying about them, eventually that will die down. Because one thing is for sure, when people are genuine, their light will shine for them and all that darkness around them, it will have to go away. I'm going to say that again. When you find someone that is genuine in ministry, that loves Jesus and that's doing ministry for Jesus, people can talk and it's going to hurt. I understand. But when you're doing it and when you find somebody else that's really doing it for God, their light will shine in all that darkness, all that negativity that will have to go away. So if that's you right now, you're experiencing that type of church hurt where people are talking and they are just keep shining all of them. God going to close their mouths because your light, your love for him and what you do for him is going to shine through. I get it. But then there's another type of church hurt where it feels like it hits you at your core. I'm talking about it hits you at your core where you feel like everything that you ever done in church, you like, God, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I didn't, no, no, Jesus, I'm done. I still love you, Jesus. I'm going to still, you know, read my Bible. But as far as going to a church and being involved and opening myself and building relationships with people, I'm done. That's that type of church hurt. And if you've been in church more than 15 years, you've been hit by it. (laughs) You've been hit by that hurt where it seems like you have one last breath left for church people and you feel like, If y'all hit me one more time, I'm just about to go hit some of y'all back. Now, some of y'all got that. Now, some of you, you may be like, I'm just going to go to another church or I'm going to be an e-member or I'm going to crawl in a hole. But some of y'all like, see, I'm going to fight somebody. You know, it depends on which in the spectrum you're on. But there is that type of church hurt where you just feel like, oh, gosh, what am I going to do? A couple years ago, um, I was in a ministry. I was a part of a ministry that I felt and I knew that the Lord had sent me to this place and it was a ministry where I felt like I needed to, um, I needed to serve there, not because I was good at something, but it was, it was, it was God calling me to this ministry to serve. Like Tarnissa, I'm calling you here to serve. And many times in your Christian walk, God will put you on an assignment and your assignment may be another city another state, um, another church. And I've always had that experience for some people. They will always be like, Sharnissa is not afraid to move. She's moved here. She's moved there. I've always knew in my spirit that it was an assignment for me. I've literally moved, uh, about four times. I mean, different States, different country. Um, um, in every place, except for moving to the Middle East, it was permission. Every city that I moved to, I always knew God is sending me here on an assignment. There's a job for me to do. So when I moved to this particular um, to this particular state, I knew that God was sending me here. I knew I had to work in the ministry. And every time I go to a ministry, I'm not just like I'm here to serve. I know that they're going to pour into me also. I know that God is sending me there to grow. He's sending me there so that 
um, people can uh, teach me so that I can just build different relationships so that I can learn so that my gifts can be sharpened and also for me to serve. I, I'm not I'm not the type of person that feel like I go to church and it's like, give me, give me, give me, give me. And I not give out. I believe that God has given us gifts and talent. And I believe that those belong to him and he's entrusting those with those gifts and talents. And those gifts and those talents are to be used for the building of the kingdom, for the edification of the saints, for souls to be saved. So it's never just give. It's always um, pouring to me and I'm going to pour back. Um, I love this ministry. I love the families. I love the the first family. I actually loved serving. It was a joy for me to get up and go to church and serve and praise and 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 just enjoy ministry. Um, like most of you, when you get heavily involved in ministry, you begin to see different things. You know, as a visitor, you're outside. You don't really see any things, but when you become a part of like that core group. In ministry, you you begin to see things that other people do not see. And I believe whenever you're invited into that core group of ministry, it's never to uh, point out problems that you see without sharing proper solutions. Like I'm that type of person. I don't know about you all. I don't like when people come to me and they're complaining. You know, the first thing is I get irritated. Like that is a pet peeve of mine. If you ever talk to me and you're just complaining, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to tell you, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to get off the phone with you. I don't know. I'm going to find some way to separate from you or I'm going to say, so what's your solution? And please, I'm not, it's not that I'm being rash, but I don't like people to complain without giving solutions. Cause while you're complaining, I'm already in my head. I'm already like, okay, I got five solutions right now. And you've been talking for like three minutes. I already have five solutions. I'm just that person. So when, so when I was involved in this ministry, you know, there were some issues that we, that needed to be addressed and the issues were directly related to the ministry that I was put over and I was placed over new members. Um, I have a love for new members. I have a love for new souls that come into the kingdom. It's, it's like they're, they're, they're very fragile. They're new, um, um, they, 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 you know, you have to treat them with care. You know, you have to love on them and protect them. Number one, you have to protect them because the enemy, he don't want them to be in church. He want to make sure that he snatched them out. Number two, you want to protect them because just because you in church, you're going to go through the enemy is going to really come after you and just send you through different trials. Um, number three, then you have to protect them from members so that they're not tainted. Um, and so I was like, I, I need to protect them. I need to be the, the one that protect them. And that was my job though. That was my job. Make sure that these souls are here, you know, call them, check on them, encourage them. You are placed in a position to literally be the gatekeeper of these souls. And I'm calling them souls because they came to the church. A lot of them were not churched. They were not recycled people. They were people literally off the street. They were people that we evangelized with and came in. Um, there were people that came from another state looking for a church because they moved to this particular city, um, came from another city. And then there were people that, that were, had come from another church. And so I wanted to make sure that they were okay. I wanted to make sure that they were encouraged. And I wanted to be the person that if they had any questions, they would come to me. So as new members, you make sure that they're okay. And you want to encourage them to come because a lot of times when people first join a church, if they're unchurched. They stay for a little bit and then they go back. And I didn't want that. 
Um, I didn't want that for several reasons. And the first being is I am, um, uh, I wasn't a church kid. I didn't particularly grow up in church. I got into church when I was 13. Uh, my late, my younger years, you know, um, my grandmother would take me to church every now and then, you know, we would go on Easter. I'll go sometime to Bible study. I'll go for like three months, but I, but that was when I was maybe 10, 11, but I didn't grow up in church. So I, I can't tell you what it is to be a pew baby. No, I didn't have that. Like my mama and my daddy was street, you know, they worked jobs. My daddy wasn't around that much, but you know, my mom, she didn't make me go to church at all. So when I came to know Jesus at 13, I was like, oh, you know, I was a street girl. You know, I was R. Kelly, SWV and all that time. You know, I was like, oh, church, Jesus. Okay, y'all got me here. And I felt the power in the presence of Jesus at an altar one day. And my whole attitude was like, oh, I want this. I wanted to feel that presence, that power, that anointing. I remember saying this for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. I still get happy about it. I felt that presence, the power of Jesus at 13. And I knew that day I wanted to be saved. And all my life, people was like, this is a special young lady. You know, this is a special girl. God is going to call her to do this. God is going to use her in this. And I've always been a soul winner because I felt like people want me to Christ. You know, it it wasn't me growing up in church and them scaring me to get saved. No, it was people witnessing to me as a young girl, you know, vacation Bible study, street ministry. Um, it was just people just came through our neighborhoods and minister and planted seeds. And I knew because I came from the streets and I knew the struggle and I knew that I needed Jesus. I said, oh, I want to share this with somebody else. So I began to evangelize and bring those people in. And I knew that when you just been street all your life and then you come to me talking about preaching Jesus. No, I need somebody around me to encourage me. And I wanted to be that person. So it was my job to, you know, minister to people that was on the street, evangelize. I'm talking about just straight going to get people in their apartments, meeting people, preaching Jesus and people coming to church. And y'all, Lord is so gracious. I had built a team at this church from one person to a team of 10. And on some Sundays, we will have like 35 visitors. We will have, um, if it was a special Sunday where you where we wanted um, a special service, we will have like 100 something plus visitors. And it was because word of mouth, our love, genuine love, like, we love you. We're praying for you. I mean, God will use us in a prophetic way. Like we'll be doing evangelism and the Lord gives a word for somebody at the door and they'll just start crying or they'll be like, Oh my gosh, who told you this? Uh, Jesus told me this. And we will pray for them. We will evangelize and people will come. We were building relationships with children and elders and communities and apartment complexes and people and people that we will literally meet at a grocery store and they will come to church because we shared the love of Jesus. And once we share Bam, they there, they join. Now you in my care. And I want to see them there. And eventually over time, I began to see things that could be fixed. There were a few things that were broken. You know, being a part of a core group, again, you see things that need to be changed in ministry and you're not trying to just critique. You're not trying to show out. You're not trying to just look at all the problems. But I always came in as a person that was uh, solution, solution oriented. I 
always came with solutions. So after winning these people and getting them in ministry, numbers start to drop. Bam, you get people, you win them, you call them, they're excited. And all of a sudden, they don't want to come to church anymore. I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute, am I doing my job? The first thing I did was I had to look at myself. It was my job to take care of them, my job to protect them, my job to encourage them. And I did. And I'm calling them and they're like, I don't know, I'm not coming back there. No, I don't want to be a part. No, I would never come back. Whoa, what's going on? I saw a problem and I needed to get to the core because it was my, my, my job. It was my passion to find a solution because I didn't want to see any more souls go out. Within six months, over 50 people had left the ministry and I had to get to the core. Why? Part one of Church Hurt. It happened to me, and I'll tell you more on the second episode. Hi there, listeners. I pray that you are enjoying this episode of the Well Podcast. It is truly my desire to encourage and empower women and any men that are listening Before we end our podcast, we're going to be closing in a word of prayer. Would you pray with me? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for these listeners. Thank you, Lord, for their heart to serve you, their heart to know more of you, and our heart to follow after you. I pray today, God, that those that are listening, that you will minister to every need that they have. If they are sad, bring them joy. If there's a confusion, bring them peace. And if there's anger, God, I pray that you will minister love to them even now. Lord, you know everything about us. So now I pray, God, that every step is ordered by you and that you will stir in us, God, the yes and the will to obey. I pray even now, God, that those who are struggling with church hurt, God, that you will give them a clear understanding of where they should be now. And Lord, that and Lord, that you will heal them in every area that is hurt. I pray that every gift be stirred, every calling be stirred. I pray, God, that the righteousness of you be stirred and that you will get the glory out of their lives. Father, I thank you right now for newness. Even now, breathe newness on these listeners. In Jesus name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Thank you for for listening to this podcast, please share it and absolutely send a review. I love you all. Second episode next week. Thank you for joining the Well Podcast. I'm your host, Sharnissa Washington. Thank you for joining the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Sharnissa Washington. Until next week, have a blessed and a wonderful one. Love you all.